Welcome to Run 12-1 Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Justin Gowen. Well, it's Pastor Justin again with Run 12-1 Podcast. Thanks for checking in today on this next episode in the book of Acts as we've been continuing our study. Um, pausing two times, maybe three times in each chapter. Uh, Acts 9 is full, so it's pregnant with, with with a lot of action. So we've been actually, this will be the fourth, I believe, third or fourth time that we've broken up this chapter. So let me ask you this question with what's coming up, let, let, with what we're going to learn today. This may be morbid at first, but but follow me, okay? If you were to die, die today, did did you live a life that impacted the community around you? Now, seriously, I know a lot of people would want to answer that question immediately with yes, but um, I tried to uh, help my people that I pastor, teach, or even just come in contact with throughout a regular basis to actually ask these questions and think about how people would actually answer them. And so I say it in kind of this way. You know, I can say all day long that I'm the president of the United States of America. I can say that. But nobody else would say that about me because that's not the truth, right? I mean, that'd be kind of dumb for me to say that And, 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 and untruthful. Now, regardless of how passionate I may be that I believe I'm the president of the United States of America, the reality is I'm, I'm not. Well, let's go back to the question I asked just a moment ago. If you were to die today, what would the people actually say about your impact in this world? Now, let's plug you in as a Christian. Hopefully, you are a Christian, and let's, let, let's, just, that, let's just say that was just hum, humanity as a whole. But now let's put on, as hopefully you have, because you have believed in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, that He is the Son of God, that He was sent for your sin, your specific sin, and that He died for your sin, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. God made Him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might be made the righteous of God in Him. That's 2 Corinthians 5.21. He died for your sins. He resurrected over your sin and death. And now he calls you to repent of your sins and to receive him as Lord and Savior of your life. If you have done that, then you have been saved and you bear the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Now let's ask that in that context. As a Christian, have you impacted, how impactful have you lived this life as a Christian? And what would actually people say about your life? Uh, it's a season it seems to be of funerals in my in, in this day and age. Now there's always people dying, and again that may sound morbid, but in reality, uh, that's the case. But there's seasons in pastorates and in just people's lives and family lives where there's death that seems to be happening a lot. And given my pastor at the current moment, there's been unfortunately um, some some more deaths than I would like, um, obviously. Um, but th- but that's reality, and and we're walking through the seasons with the families at my church and not at my church. Maybe they're friends of of uh, of these times of unfortunate passing of loved ones. Um, but and, and and so this is fresh on my mind. But also as I'm reading and teaching through the Book of Acts, it's very prevalent here in this chapter to stop and to pause and say, "Hey, if somebody were to stand and and." And read my obituary. If somebody was to give, if three or four people gave a testimony of my life, what would they actually say about me? And then what would, what would my neighborhood, 
Would what, what, what my neighbors show up to my funeral? Would the, would the people that I lived around my life show up? Would the community show up? Now, we're not trying to say to live a life in a prideful sense that you want to have the world to come to your funeral. I hope that's, I mean, I hope that's not what you're hearing me say, because that's not what I mean. But that a life that is truly lived for Christ that is truly lived as the hands and feet of Christ in their family, in their community, in their area, in their church, should be impactful. I mean, I mean, it should be. So, let's look at it in our text. Starting in Acts chapter 9, verse 32, we're introduced to, and in this text, starting in verse 32 to, the, to, this, to verse 43, we're introduced to two different people. Number actually three, we're introduced to Peter. Peter's here. We're also introduced to a man named Aeneas in verses 32 through 35. And it says, And it came to pass, as Peter passed throughout all the quarters, he came also down to the saints that dwelt at Lydia, or Lydda. And there he found a certain man named Aeneas, which was which kept his bed, meaning he was in bed for eight years. He was sick with palsy, had a disease for eight years. What did Peter do? And Peter said unto him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ maketh thee whole. That's key. That's key. Arise and make thy bed. And he arose immediately. And all that dwelt at Lydda and uh, Saron saw him and turned to the Lord. So there's our first two individuals, Peter and this gentleman who was sick for eight years with palsy named Aeneas. And Peter wasn't his community, but he went into somebody else's community and was intentional about being impactful, found a man. In a certain period of time, there was more miracles. Now, notice who wasn't doing the miracle. Peter was the piece of conduit, but notice who Peter said is doing the miracle. Jesus Christ, verse 34, make it the whole. Not him. Not I'm anointing you or I'm touching you and I'm praying your sickness gone. And I, No, he's saying Jesus Christ is going to make you whole. And his man had to believe that. I mean, I had to believe that Jesus Christ is going to make him whole, and he gets up immediately. He could have been like, man, I, no way. I mean, look at what the text says. And Peter said unto him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ maketh thee whole. Arise and make thy bed. So the man had to trust this was going to happen. What did he do? And he arose immediately. He believed and said, okay, I'm going to trust this. He gets up and he was made whole. But what happens in that area? God is worshiped. Many, verse 35 at the end, and turn to the Lord. People turn to Christ. The what? Living an impactful life. Peter lived an impactful life. I mean, we've we, 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 we've studied from Acts 1 up to this point, and many times as Peter went to different areas, and he lived an impactful life. He did it yet again here in Saron or, and, and, and Lydda in such a way that he was healing people. But look, what, 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 was, the pers- what was the purpose in this? Verse 34 and 35, Jesus Christ to be glorified, the gospel. To be preached, people's souls come to faith in Jesus Christ. That was the purpose, not for Peter to be worshipped, not for Peter to say, man, look how good this is, or, or man praise. Peter made sure that it was known that Jesus was the one doing the healing, and that G- and we know that it was a God-honoring, glorifying event. Why? Because people actually got saved. God saves people. Peter couldn't save. Peter couldn't heal this man with his own power, and, pe- and Peter could not save a single soul. Both of the healing of Aeneas and the saving of the souls were solely done by Christ. So that's an impactful life. Second, the, the second person, now Peter's involved in this story as well, but this, the, I guess the third person we're introduced to is a woman by the name of Tabitha, or by interpretation, it says Dorcas in verse 36. 
This woman was full of good works and an alms deed, which she did. She was a disciple. We'll also learn that in verse 36 of Joppa, a certain disciple named Tabitha. Verse 37, we find an issue. And it came to pass in those days that she was sick and died, whom when they had washed, they laid her in an upper chamber. Now, this is important. Why? Why is that important? These people knew she was dead. They washed her body. They physically handled her and got her ready for her burial preparation. It wasn't like she was just sleeping for five hours, 10 hours, 12 hours, and they were like, uh, I mean, I mean, maybe some of you can sleep pretty hard and somebody can wash you while you're sleeping. But this woman was dead and they knew she was dead. This wasn't no some accident that all of a sudden, well, did she, did she die? Did Peter really come and raise her from the dead? No, she died and the people knew it. But going on from there, there there's a bigger point here. And it came to pass in verse 36 and for, and, and, and for as much as Lydia was in nine to Joppa and the disciples had heard that Peter was there, they sent them to him. So they knew Peter was again, Peter impacted the community in his area so much that when people heard about people around, they would go to that city, even though it was not where Peter was currently at, that they got word that Peter was close to their city and they went there to get Peter. That's what happened here. They sent unto him two men desiring him that he would not delay to come to them. Why? Well, let's learn why. Then Peter rose and went with them. When he was come, they brought him into the upper chamber, and all the widows stood by him weeping. There's a bunch of people there, plural, showing the coats and garments. So they were showing him the coats and the garments which Dorcas made while she was with them. But Peter put them all forth and kneeled down, and he prays for her. He, he heals her again, yet in the name of Christ, takes her by the hand, walks down also the saints, verse 41. So there's more people there. And it says the saints and widows presented her alive. And it was known throughout all Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. There's the why again, the purpose, not for Peter, but for people to come to faith in Jesus Christ. And it came to pass that he tarried many days in Joppa with one named Simon Tanner. And we'll deal with that in the next episode. But again, we had this lady that lived a life that was impactful. She was known for her work. She was known for her alms deeds. And she was not a by works person, meaning that she lived a life of work so she could be saved. She was a servant. She was a lovely lady that loved people. She had a servant's heart and she made clothes for people. She was a people person. She greatly impacted the community around her family and friends. She made sure that people were clothed. Sometimes they got cold in that area. She made sure that they they, they had some necessities. She impacted her community, and there were people that came and were weeping over her. Now, we should not live a life that says, man, I, wanna, I hope I have 50, 80, 90, 200, 500 people to come to my funeral and they can weep over me. I don't weep over me because I'm in heaven. I know that for sure. When I die, I'll be with Jesus Christ. And I don't, I'm not trying to be boastful to say, I hope I have many people at my funeral, but I want to be boastful in Christ that I lived a life that when people hear that I die, but yet I'm in heaven, that it would impact them. Because I lived a life in the name of Jesus Christ that impacted the people that I got the chance to live around. Can that be said about you? It can be said for sure about Peter. And it could definitely be said about Dorcas or AKA Tabitha. They lived lives that seriously impacted the community around them. Again, I want to just simply ask, is that you? I mean, look at Christ. Did Christ live a life that impacted his community around him? I mean, absolutely. Uh, even go further. What What about Paul? Did, did Paul, did John, did this? Yeah. When you look at any saint, I mean, look, we can even look at Daniel in the Old Testament. as an Old Testament saint. I mean, he went through three different two, yeah, three different world leaders that he was put underneath of their jurisdiction, so to speak, or underneath of their service when they conquered Israel. But yet he seemed to somehow move his way up into the ranks because of God strategically having him. And he was a man of God, by the way. 
And Daniel impacted the world leaders that overtook Israel. And he had a voice in their courtroom, in their presence, because he impacted his community for Christ. So Christ did it all the way down to Dorcas. And so the question begs for you and I, how are you living your life currently right now? I mean, literally, I, I know that you want to answer that question. And hopefully you can with, I'm, I can do more, but I've done it. I've done a lot. Okay. But what for? For your name? For your praise? Did you do it in order to get something from somebody else? Did you clean up? Did you help? Did you mow? Did you cut? Did you serve? Did you give? Did you whatever the case is so that you could use it as a token piece to get something for yourself? Or did you do it for the name of Christ sincerely and that people would get saved? I mean, that's really what impacting your community is. And you can do it by all those things I mentioned, but you can do it for two purposes. You can do it for your purpose or you can do it for the purpose of Christ. Can I tell you something? The only way that li- that literally will make a lasting impact for not here, but also in eternity is when you do it not for yourself, but rather you do it in the name of Christ because souls get saved when people live that way and impact their community as we just saw with these two people that Peter met. How are you living your life? Is there a need to be a change today in the way that you live in order to impact the world around you? You need to pray, repent of maybe living a mediocre or Christian life and say from this point forward, I, I'm, not, I'm no longer going to live in mediocre life. And God, if you give me five years or you give me 50 years, all the years that I have is yours. And I want to impact the community for your name and for your gospel. Maybe that needs to be what you pray today. And if you've been doing that, praise God, continue, Saint, continue hard, run the race that you that God has placed you in and run it, run it hard until you die or until the rapture comes. And fall in the arms of Jesus. Hence the reason to run 12-1 podcast, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. This is Pastor Justin. God bless and have a great day. Thanks for taking the time to listen to Run 12-1 podcast. Run your marathon race that God has placed you in. God bless. Mm-hmm.